Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Terrors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Teresa. And this is Terra Astralis. Your phone's already going off. At least it's oh, on silent. It is on silent. Does it's just buzzing. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't even have mine on vibrate. Oh. See, I would just... Because my phone is pretty much on silent 99% of the time. I literally Same. only take it off silent when I'm expecting a really... Right. important call like if it's an unknown number that I won't be able to call back <laughs> so like I really need to hear it otherwise it's literally on silent all the time yeah. so if I didn't have it on vibrate I would just never get notifications see I normally have my phone very close to me and I'm always always on it so if I do miss a call I normally get back really see like, I soon. suck at replying to people because like you my really phone do. is always somewhere I'm very rarely actively on it like I always have it with me but I'm very rarely actually on it yeah, I have noticed that. Mm. I suck at replying. You do. I will have full conversations with people, but over the course of like a month. Because oh. it'll just be one message, and then six hours later, I'll reply to that message, like, and then it's just back and forth. Like, it's no new conversations. Well, you are <laughs> no, you're nowhere near as bad as Shayla is. Oh, really? She's, oh god. I've like made jokes at her about it. She's like, I'll get better, I'll get better. And she like, Spends maybe a few weeks actually responding to me. And then I'll send her Snapchats. She'll look at them, but she'll never respond. Oh, see, and I then I that. called her the other day to, like, catch up. Because we haven't talked in a while. And she was like, oh, my God. I've been meaning to respond to your Snapchats. And I'm like, bitch, I've been sending them for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't, at least I don't open your Snapchats and not reply. It's I will- gotten so bad that I will send her a TikTok. And she'll end up sending it to me back because she doesn't go through my TikToks that I send See, her. I only do that if it's the same day. Like, if I haven't, like, I'll be scrolling and I haven't gone to my No, there's been yet. times where I've sent her a TikTok multiple days ago and she sent it back. That's funny. And I've been like, you bitch. That's actually funny. How see, fucking see, dare you? Me, the disrespect. I'll, I'll open, I watch your videos. <laughs> I open all your Snapchats at once and then I reply to all of them and you're like, I don't even remember what I sent because it's yeah, like been at the time, but I also reply to them. Yeah. And, but it's just always, I don't know what I said. I said that literally and then you three normally, days ago. Yeah, you normally like forget what I said and what you said. And yeah, you just and I'm like, it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but I do reply. <laughs> really bad of Eventually. it. It's fine. We text all the time. Between my short-term memory and <laughs> your lack of responding, but like you know, great combination. But you know, if you need me to text me rather oh, than yeah. message me on like Snapchat, is just me ranting. Yeah, like that's literally because <laughs> you know I won't actually like reply in time. I had someone attack me on TikTok the other day because I made like a rant video just spouting how 
with my Etsy, I only get sales on my Etsy when people pity me. That and that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So I made a video. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Yeah, I watched I, all your TikToks. Yeah, it annoyed me. So I made a video about it, and I said the word rant, like, because <laughs> I'm I've grown up posh English in Australia, so my accent is a bit everywhere sometimes. But a lot of people South Australians say rant. Yeah, and I, I had say someone because... I had someone comment um, mocking because I said rant instead of rant. And I was like, oh, fucking Australian. She's like, oh, I am too. And I'm like, what What do you mean? (laughs) Accents can be diverse. Right. I uh, I say I have a mix because I'm from Victoria and we say things differently there. Not all Victorians. I'm not generalising. You do say castle. I do say castle. But that's something. My mum was born in Castle, Maine. No, but that town <laughs> is pronounced Castlemaine. The people who live there pronounce it Castlemaine. So, like, and they live there. They can decide how it's said. I'm not going to start that argument with someone. Because people are like, it's Castlemaine. And you're like, do you live there? No, shut the <laughs> no. fuck up. But, like, my mum was born in Castlemaine. So, I just right. say castle now. I also say plant. And I say plant. I say, yeah, see, I say plant. Posh English. I grew up with yeah. posh English Grandparents. I was just saying, so, like, photograph. Photograph. Yeah. Oh, well. Do you know what I also say, though, that's not a... But graph sounds so fucking bogan. Graph. Graph. Because I said graph. Yeah. Graph. You yeah. said graph sounds so fucking bogan. It, it does. doesn't sound like that. I just say graph. Graph. To me, graph and graph. Graph sounds bogan to me. Really? Yeah. Really? Because the other one sounds bogan to me. Because, like, graph. Graph. Like, it's extended. That sounds posh to me. Really? Yes. Oh, matter of opinion, guys. <laughs> what do you guys think? I've <laughs> <laughs> spent five minutes talking about fucking accents. I also say another weird thing, but this isn't, like, an accent thing. This is just a me thing. Is and it I- thus? Oh, don't even, don't even go that. Guys, she says get... dust instead of this. I say, I say, <laughs> I don't want to say it. It's so stupid. Yeah. It sounds like I have an accent, but I do not have an accent and I'm not mocking an accent. But every time I go to say, if I say the word, now I'm thinking about it, this. This. If I'm saying the word, it comes out saying this. But yeah. if I'm saying it in a sentence and my brain's not thinking about it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why yeah. does that make any sense whatsoever? But I also say penguin. Not penguin, as in it's spelt P-E, penguin. I say penguin. As in P-I-N-G, penguin. <laughs> Have you seen that video of fucking Cumberbatch with no. the penguins? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not? He, no. he voiceovered a documentary and they went over a part <laughs> with penguins and he started saying it over and over and over again to the point where it sounded wrong and it sounded like he was saying penguins. 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 That is, I want to exclusively call them that now. That's yeah. so cute. That's so much cuter. <laughs> I love that. It's adorable. Anyway, now that we've had a great lighthearted intro, this case Yay. is interesting. <laughs> actually, I'm actually not going to bring you down too far this week. Oh. Um, it not. obviously is really... I mean, we're a true crime podcast. I can't, can't help it, really, yeah. to some extent. But um, it's not super bad. It's not really. 
it's definitely not as gory as some of my other stuff. Yeah. Um, most of the time I'm doing like really, really bad ones. And my next case is a horrendous one. But this one isn't so bad. So, and there's a really interesting aspect to it, which I'll get into. But it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny how how he was caught, to say yeah. the least. <laughs> People are so stupid. Okay, oh yeah. People I think are I know. so fucking stupid. Yeah. So she knows, like, roughly what this is about, but does not actually know yeah. about it. Do you know who does know all about it? Who? My boyfriend, because I was researching it while he was home, and he was not happy with that. Because every two seconds I was like, this fucking bitch! <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yes. <laughs> There's been multiple times where I go out to the living room, because mum and I have our designated, like, gossip area in the house and yeah. that's why she's sitting on in her yes. spot on the couch and I come right. up next to her and we just talk mm-hmm. it is I a have nightly thing with you yeah, it, is a, that. it is a nightly thing and there'll be times where I come out I'm like mom I know you don't like these cases and I know you can't stand them but can I tell you about this motherfucker and she's like <sighs> okay <laughs> I love your mom so And she much. just silently sits through it. And I'm just like, he cut her head off. <laughs> and she's like, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> Why can I literally see your mom's exact face right now when she says that? I've had so many rants. Oh my god, wait, rants? Rants. You say rants. Rants. Yeah, I just said rants. Okay, anyway, I've had so many rants with her on that, like, same couch. I'm literally just <laughs> bitching about someone or other. Oh, my mum, she... She's so fucking funny. She is so funny. Honestly, like, I... When I tell stories, a lot of people... My friend from um, university, mm-hmm. I will, like, tell something to her, like... Something that's happened at work, and then I'll word the story specifically, and she'll just burst out with a silent laughter. And I'm like, Aren't you glad you're friends with me? And she's like, The way you word these fucking stories yeah. is what gets her. And it's all thanks to my mum. The way my mum words her stories, uh, I've been begging her for years to write like some sort of a book or something based off of the events that happened in her childhood. Because it's Every time I have a new friend, I bring them over and make my mom tell them these stories because they're so fucking funny. And the way she tells them is priceless. And My nan's writing a book. <gasps> she fact. is? Yeah, because she's done like a lot of cool shit in her life. She's a bad bitch. She my was a ballet dance. Uh, not ballet. Um, ballet dance. dance. Yeah. Ballet dance instructor. Oh, for bad several bitch. years. Like, well into her, like, elderly years. Yeah. She, like, really really recently, like, stopped doing that. So... She is a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. And also, she was the... I'm, what is it? I'm fairly certain it's... She was the first female insurance agent. Like, she was the really? first female insurance agent to get an award. And she spoke at, like, an award ceremony, and she was the first woman to ever do so in her, like, in her field. Oh my god! Which is, like, so fucking cool. And she's, like, and she's writing a book about it because, like, her childhood, her mother died very young and she grew up, like, raising her siblings and it's, yeah, so interesting. Yeah. An icon. An actual icon. And she's lived so many places in her life. 
Yeah. Who needs these celebrities? Just oh, your grandma? She's an icon. Fuck yeah. An icon. I aspire to be her. We've... Uh, Let's get started. We keep on well doing over this. ten minutes into this case, and we Sorry. haven't even gotten into it. Anyway, I'm covering today the murder of Grace Mullane. Kind of sucky, but kind of a funny ending. The if murder isn't funny. Take out the murder. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's you know it's always bittersweet, but I think that this is one of my more what you would call lighthearted, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go into a bit of the background on Grace Mullane. Grace Emmy Rose Mullane was born on December 2nd, 1996 to parents David and Gillian Mullane in Essex, UK. Also, this is fairly recently, actually. Oh, okay. So she was born in 1996. Right. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So she's like one of my sister's ages. Yeah. She's seven years older than us? Mm. Yeah. Something like that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we both fuck that up so bad? Five! <laughs> Taking a few years off us. Wow. Five. She's... <laughs> yeah. But and I agree with you too. <laughs> Can you tell that I didn't do maths in year 12? <laughs> Why did it also take us the exact same amount of time to come to the same conclusion? <laughs> So wrong. Oh shit. Oh okay, gosh. so she was five years older than us. Yeah. So she was like, she would be twenty five. Like yes. Yeah. Um, this only happened about like five years ago then. Oh. Wrong. So, Grace Emmy Rose Mullane was born on December second, nineteen ninety six, to parents David and Gillian Mullane in Essex. So she's from the UK. Yeah. She had two brothers, and their family was super close. Her father described her in a tribute as his beautiful and talented daughter. They were so close, and they were so outspoken about this. Like, they did a full tribute to her, and her mother did a victim impact statement. I find it so inspirational when the victim's family or parents are able to do this. Speak out about it, yeah. yeah. The strength, the mental strength You could literally crawl into a hole and never come out again. I would if my child was murdered. What... How do you even deal with that? You, I mean, you don't. You don't cope. But I guess you find some way of coping in making sure that this doesn't happen to other people. Yeah. A lot Especially of people find this. it comforting to, op- one, open up, but also by comforting others, it helps comfort themselves. And this is another... And this is also a case where it's... I'm just going to say it. The dangers of online dating. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm very familiar with that. Yes. I? But that being said, it wasn't as if she didn't take precaution. She was a very cautious, extremely smart woman. Yeah. So uh, she was very hardworking. And in 2018, she graduated from the University of Lincoln with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing. So, Bad bitch. Yep, she graduated. And before going on to further study, she decided to take a gap year and travel. So before, like... As you do. Before either working in a field or going on to further study or, you know... She took a year. She'd just gone through all that. I mean, university is hard as heck. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's, like, I graduated. Mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of my university degree. I get it. Yeah. I'm fucking drowning in work, waste up. Like, yes. Yeah. So she, she... I mean, she did the damn thing, and she wanted to take a gap year in trouble, 
Which yeah. good for her. So she was planning to backpack overseas. So she was doing a solo trip and she just wanted to see the world before she settled down. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, yeah, so... I fucking would have if COVID, COVID wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. I would have at, at least stage, gone somewhere. Yeah, at the, I mean, at this stage, she was turning 20. Yeah. She wanted to just see the world before she settled down. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine. Yeah. So she was planning to backpack overseas. Towards the end of September 2018, she posted to Twitter saying, quote, less than a month and counting, referring to her solo dual destination trip she'd planned. After spending six weeks in Peru in South America, Melaine moved on to a two-week stay in New Zealand. So she'd done the first half of it, like, or the first portion of her trip she spent six weeks in South America. She had that it had all gone smoothly. She was loving it. You know, just like soaking up the world. Yeah. And she planned to go on to a two-week trip, two trip, two stay in New Zealand. She entered New Zealand on the 20th of November 2018 and she travelled around the Upper North Island before arriving in Auckland on the 30th of November. And if you don't know New Zealand, that's like the capital... Okay. Yeah, I really don't know. So, but Melaine's parents became concerned on December 2nd after they sent her a birthday message and never got a reply. Three days later, they reported her missing and an investigation was opened because, you know, they're like, well, she's probably, like, super busy right now. Like, it's her birthday. She's, yeah, you know, like, she's probably out got with new friends. Yeah, exactly. So they were trying to give it a little bit of time. And she'd been trying to keep up with them, but also sometimes you're in places where you have, you have no signal exactly. or you're too so busy. They were, but she was good at keeping in contact with them. So they did become concerned when she didn't reply to her birthday messages. But also, if you're turning 20, your prob's getting a bit wasted, <laughs> taking a full day to like recover, you know. You're making my 20s sound really sad because I didn't do any of that. I went to work and came home and my boyfriend cooked me salmon and couscous. That sounds so perfect though. I literally messaged you the other day and said what I want to do for my birthday is like knife throwing. That sounds fucking cool. <laughs> I, mean, I went to work. <laughs> I'll probably be working on my birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the hotel Melaine was staying at reported to police that she hadn't returned to her room on the night of December 1st. Now remember, December 2nd is her birthday. She never returned to her room on December 1st. Police initially stated there was no evidence of foul play, but later announced the case had been updated from a disappearance to a homicide investigation. You'll see why. (laughs) Yeah. This involved crucial evidence in that Melaine's entire night had been captured on CCTV footage, along with the movements of her killer in the days following. (laughs) And that is the sort of difference in this case, I guess, is that it it's all documented. Like, there's not a single one of this that isn't (laughs) documented aside from her actual... Yeah. Um... So let's go along the events of her night. Please what, do. What happened? That Saturday evening, the 1st of December, Melaine left the base backpackers hostel in Auckland for an evening to celebrate her... Oh, sorry. I literally, this entire time, her upcoming 22nd birthday. 
Wow, this entire time I've been calling her 20. I mean... <laughs> Rachel. I was so close. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Bitch, you couldn't form a full sentence before <laughs> you. <laughs> She's like up on her high horse now and she can't form sentences. Oh my god. Can we tell them about that quickly? Oh my god. I was trying to talk to one of her cats or something and I was trying to form a sentence and I didn't. I, I don't even know how or what I said, but Rachel knew what I was trying to say and finished my sentence with chili. <laughs> I was trying to, like, tell one of the cats that they can't eat my butter chicken because I put chili flakes on it and it was really spicy, but I couldn't get a sentence out. And Rachel just followed it up with chili. She went, um, um, and I just went, Chili! <laughs> This is our dynamic in just like, in not even recording, just in life. It just happens so often. Okay, well, she was turning 22. Okay. It was the 20s. <laughs> Which even more so, like, you want to just like, see the world. Yeah. Anyway, that makes more sense, because honestly, if I would have like, graduated with a full bachelor's degree by 20, 20, that would be very impressive. That would. You'd have to graduate high school at like 16. Jesus Christ. 16, 17, yeah. My god. Yeah. I could never. I'm too dumb. <laughs> I was gonna say the things that I was doing at 16. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I don't even know why my parents let me out of the house. <laughs> okay. So she basically she went out to Auckland just to go spend the night celebrating because it was her 22nd birthday the next day. Yeah, as you do. So she was wearing not that it matters no it does not matter you don't even know what I was going to say I don't care it It doesn't fucking matter either way not that it matters but I'm I'm just going to tell you what she was wearing yeah I knew it was going to be about clothes because she looked fucking beautiful so that's as she should she was wearing a knee length black dress and carrying a small handbag and she looked classy as hell and she was literally so fucking beautiful and I don't want to hear anybody say she was wearing a dress her dress is too short I would fuck you up (laughs) both of us no she was looked beautiful she was just going out I don't even see I can't even see a photo of her at the moment yeah no I will show you I will post a photo on the Instagram anyway but there's like security footage and it's just like a classy simple black dress you know like it's just yeah anyway uh, it had been raining that day, but there was a break in the weather, and she told her friends and family she was really excited and optimistic. She just she had such a good time. She'd spent six weeks in South America. She was she hadn't spent living the high life. Here. Yeah, like yeah. she was just experiencing life, and she was so excited about everything. She just graduated. Like she had a new chapter of her life starting. It yeah. It just makes it even more heartbreaking. Who wouldn't be excited about all of this? Yeah. Like, and she'd been updating them regularly with details of her trip. And this particular night, she told them about her plans to meet up with a guy she'd met on Tinder. Which she was doing all of the right things. She was messaging them constantly. Like, you know, updating them all the time. Telling, her, telling them where she was staying. All of this. Like, when she was going out. Making sure that they knew, yeah, that somebody she knew. was being safe, and you'll even see when she met up with him, she was being safe. It's yeah, it's it's really rough. 
she'd been backpacking solo and had met a lot of great people along the way. So her plan was to meet up with her date on a Saturday night, have fun, celebrate life. <laughs> That's yeah. literally... A part of me is like, oh my god, why would you meet up with a Tinder guy? Like, honestly. But at the same time, I literally met Dylan on Tinder. So I really can't say anything. Because not everybody is a bad person. No. Susie, I've been dating Dylan for almost two years next month. Yeah. So... I, I'm, that would just be hypocritical if I said anything. <laughs> I mean, it really, a lot of people meet their significant other on dating apps. Yeah. That's what they're for. I mean, aside from, like, just... It just fucking sucks how these predator assholes... They utilise it because it's there. Which is so shitty. But also so traceable, but clearly he doesn't care about that. Yeah, <laughs> he must have been dumb as shit. Oh, the dumb is overflowing. Oh, <laughs> his his cup of dumb is overfloweth. <laughs> oh, you, oh. The name of this Tinder match. Let's go. <laughs> let's talk more on that. The name Please. of this Tinder match was Jesse uh, Shane Kempson. We all know where this is going, so let me just say. Oh, I actually wrote like a thing here. It's in brackets, and I, I was very angry about writing this. <laughs> This comes from a place of anger. But let me just, it's in my notes, so I gotta tell you. You gotta tell it. Um, we all know where this is going, so let me just say, I hope every day he wakes up with a cramp in his foot, I hope he hits his bed, I hope he hits his head, I hope he stubs his toe getting out of bed, and I hope he gets all the fungus from those nasty-ass prison shouts. I wish the worst crippling migraines on this man, and I hope that in prison he gets wailed over the head with a lunch tray every single day. <laughs> and that is all. <laughs> Like, I actually sat down writing this out and I was like, what can I think of if I was in prison would be just... Like, I hope every day he wakes up and he thinks this is the worst fucking day of my life. Yes. And I hope every day I hope after he that wakes is worse. with every single autoimmune disease. Oh my god. To man. Oh my god, I wish the worst things on this man. But he... Uh, he's so... I hope he falls in love with someone and then they reject him. I hope... I can't even... He's so dumb. Oh my god, he's so dumb. <laughs> he's so dumb. Oh. Before matching with Melaine, Kempson had had a busy few months on Tinder. In the many conversations with women on the app, Kempson shared he liked... Um, these are a few things that he listed, which... I mean, uh, feet. If you're into that... There's actually science behind this. I, I explained this to Dylan yesterday when he came over, but the part of your brain that activates when you're, like, sexually active and the part of your brain that's connected to, like, like feeling physical sensations on your feet are right next to each other, and that's why foot fetishes are really, really common. Oh. Yeah. There's actual science See, I'm not it. saying that that in itself is that's weird, why but it's... when I list the rest of the things that he's into, you'll see. Yeah. That's why, like, foot fetishes are the most common fetish. Mm-hmm. Because... Right next to each other. That makes, actually makes a lot of and sense. And like, so when like signals misfire, it goes to your feet or like feet to brain, <laughs> feet to vagina. <laughs> okay, cool science. So it's like you touch my foot, boner. Okay. <laughs> oh my that god! Is science. Wow, that's insane. But isn't it like that? A lot of people like other people's feet. 
See, I don't understand it because I see people's feet and I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, get it away I, from mm, me. <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, but it's like the do your thing, do your thing. That's not. Just I'm not. We don't shame me. <laughs> I, we do not shame kinks. No. Um, just don't put your feet near me. Kink shaming, not a thing. Kink um, shaming is my kink. Pick <laughs> <laughs> it up. Do you remember that part? No. You would. <laughs> you don't. Uh, all right, you fine. are a pleb. We should have a moment of silence for mine. Anyway. Do you know what I hate? I hate that if anybody is even remotely younger than us, they're going to have no fucking idea what we're talking about. Yeah. That's real sad. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so he liked feet. We don't kink shame. Uh, no. But he also liked dominating and strangulation. Oh. Now that is what I would personally call red flag city. There is, again, not kink shaming. There is nothing wrong with liking a little bit of rough play. Oh, absolutely As long as you don't take not. it past a certain not Crossing the line is where we can. Yeah, show. no, he didn't like choking. He liked strangulation. Okay, yeah, no, that we can keep like, showing. Cut off my windpipe, fucking knock me the fuck out, strangulation. And like, also, some people are into that. But if you're inflicting that on someone without their consent, that is okay. not a kink. Yeah, but that is a crime. But if there is like a safe word that the two parties if actively use and respect, if it is consensual. Go to fucking town. Yeah, but if you're doing it because you get off in almost killing someone? Yeah. No. No, his thing is not in consent. I can tell yeah. you that much. Because we will go into kind some of, of the shitty things that he's done. Yeah, that. Because <laughs> this case does not only involve Grace Mullane. We are also going to talk about oh. him and his other awful fucking things. And just Ooh. how much of a trash human being he is. And you will see why... Run his I... name through the dirt, sis. <laughs> yeah. You can see <laughs> why he was so angry. <laughs> Okay, so prior to his meeting with Mullane, Kempson dropped into his local bar, the Bluestone Room. It was located right next to the City Life Hotel where he was living at the time. He was living in like a room there. Um, He drank four beers in the 30 minutes before their arranged meeting time, which I can't really speak on that. Like, you. Cool, go off. Whatever. They could just. Like, whatever. You're having a fun night. You could, yeah, or it could be nerves, like, shit, I'm meeting a pretty girl for the Oh, yeah, night. absolutely. Oh, yeah, um, it's just because it's him. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> because of who he is as a person? Yeah. All the judgment. Oh, all the judgment. I will judge him for literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Meanwhile, Melaine was waiting at the base of the Sky Tower, one of the biggest tourist attractions in Auckland. It's a massive thing. It's, like, the biggest... Like, it's it's... It's, it's big. <laughs> I was about to say. It's... Why, when you did that motion, did I think of a really big dick? <laughs> See, we are as people. I also her thoughts on a name today, as in like a, 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 a name that one would name their child, and she goes, <laughs> What was the name? It was Phyllis. Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, I turned around and went, Phyllis Dick. <laughs> And I turned this and cute said, little child's well, name into a dick joke. Well, and I was like, never name me my child that. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Zach didn't like it either, so I go. <laughs> oh, okay. Considering that it wouldn't be my child, I think his opinion counts more than mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it does. I can't get it. 
it's a massive tourist attraction. Literally, it's pretty it's pretty tall. Yeah. Anyway, um, Sky Tower, it's very well known for its restaurants, bars, and views of the city. But more importantly, it was a very public location in which Melaine felt safe to meet a stranger. So she was like, if I'm going to be meeting a stranger from Tinder, I'm going to do it somewhere very public. I think I stepped in cat doo-doo. I got something brown on my sock. Sorry. Sorry. Continue. Uh, uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I had to report that. I'm glad you did. You're welcome. Because <laughs> that means it's somewhere on my floor, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I can't wait to go searching my house for that after this It was episode. just a tiny little dot, so... Oh. Dingleberry? One of my cats. One of your five cats. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying is uh, this was a very public location. Yeah. So she was doing all of the right things. Yeah. She was meeting somewhere. Um, she was, like, she made the meeting place somewhere that was super public so that she would feel safe meeting a stranger. As anyone would. That is a smart thing to do. She was doing all the right things and she messaged her friends like telling her that she was meeting him and you know like all of this. She she was being as safe as she could be really. Yeah. Uh, when Kempson arrived the pair smiled at each other and they hugged before moving on to their first stop. Uh, Andy's Burgers and Bar, located on the first floor at the Sky City Complex, which was less than 100 metres away. So they're, like, right right next to each other. I want to like that sounds really yummy. Like, oh, just yeah. by that name alone. So they went to multiple places throughout the night. Right. All with CCTV. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I love anyway. the modern world. So all of this stuff that I'm listing, this is all caught on CCTV footage. Yeah. So him in the foyer, drinking the beers before meeting up, her waiting for him, then meeting up, smiling, hugging each other, going to the bars. Everywhere that they went was caught on CCTV footage. Right. Everything. Uh, they ordered cocktail... Are you good? Cocktails. tables. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. They ordered... <laughs> They ordered cocktails and sat at a table getting to know each other. After an hour and a half, they decided to move on and Kempson paid for the drinks before leaving. So throughout the night, he was like, I'm such a gentleman paying for the drinks, which I don't have any opinion on that. I don't think he the guy should be. if it did resort to murder. Yeah, um, I think that there's a reason that he was paying for all the drinks and being such a gentleman. Yeah, but at the same time... A lot of guys still hold that standard upon themselves to be the one to pay for And that's totally fine. That is fine. Although I am the type of person who pays for things for the guy as well. I actually did that on a date once. Yeah. I turned around and I bought... Like, we got gelato or something. And I bought the gelato before they even could think about buying it. And yeah. And I just went, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... I mean, I've never really... Like, I've never, I've never expected a guy to pay. Like, I don't think no. that it should be... I think it doesn't really matter. Most of Dylan and I's dates, we split the bill. Yeah. I think with me and Zach, it, I mean, it's a little different with me and Zach because our finances are somewhat joined since we live together. Right. So it's it's more so just whoever has more money at the time. 
And it's like, okay, we really need to go on a date because we haven't in quite a while. Uh, who has less shit to pay for this week? <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah. Or one of us will pay for the movies, one of us will pay for dinner. Yeah. That sort of thing. But um, he... So anyway, Kempson bought all of the drinks and food for the evening. Which... If you want to do that, that's absolutely like that's fine. That's that's nice. It's a good gesture. Except that his intentions were not. Yeah. If his intentions were right. Yeah. It's it's the motive. Yeah. It's It's, the motive behind it. Yeah. It's the motive. So the pair ends up at the Mexican cafe, which is less than a block away. They spent an over an hour here just chatting. They also ordered two jugs of margarita. Uh, one of sangria, so they're just like having a good time. So they've ordered some margarita, they've ordered sangria, they're just chatting, they're getting to know each other. As yeah. you, it's a normal date. Like I don't know how else to reiterate it that there was nothing off about him to her because yeah. she was a very safe, she was a very cautious person. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't just jump into things without knowing. So she she took things slow, and. Um, we'll see later that they didn't even end up kissing until right before, like right towards the end of the night. Right. And they, like, they spent hours talking and drinking and just like nibbling on food, like stuff that you would on a date. Yeah. It, it was a, a date. So I, I don't really know how else to like explain it. (laughs) Um. Kempson again pays, and they move on to the Bluestone Room, where Kempson had been drinking earlier, before they met up. Um, they ordered more drinks, talked some more, and they both seemed to be enjoying the night. Uh, Melaine Mil- appeared to be talking quickly, explaining something to Kempson, the both of them looking really relaxed and happy. She was super chatty, super smiley, like she seemed to really be enjoying herself. At 8.40pm... Kempson is seen putting his hand behind Melaine's head, pulling her in for a kiss. The pair spent the next hour kissing, only stopping briefly when Kempson gets up and Melaine pulls out her phone to send a text to her friend, in which she wrote, quote, I click with him so well. So she was really enjoying herself and she felt safe with him, which just reiterates, like, you don't... Like, you should... It's never... First of all, it's never on the victim, but like you just no. don't know people. No, you just like that's the danger, especially after a few hours and when you're half drunk. I mean, exactly, but it's not like knowing people is so hard. It's like the amount of people. There's literally a show on Netflix called "Who the Fuck Did I Marry?" because there's these people who've like been in relationships for years and then married someone and then found out this like massive thing about them, and they're like, "How the fuck did I not know that?" Right. So like it, yeah. Because it happens. Like, yeah. Like, there's times where you're never going to, like, entirely know someone. No. People can hide so many things about themselves, especially online. Anyway. Soon. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that last text saying, I click with him so well, this would be the last time any of her friends and family would hear from her. Soon after 9.30pm, they left the Bluestone Room, heading towards the lobby of the City Life Hotel, which is where he was living at the time. They're seen taking the elevator to Kempson's floor, where he fumbled with his keycard before they entered his room, number 308, because they were both also drunk. They'd had 
quite a few, they'd had a few drinks at one bar, moved on to the next, a few, they had a jug of stuff at another, like, but there was nowhere in this, like, he didn't drug her at all. They were both just drunk in general. Yeah. Because they were on a date and having a good time. <laughs> yeah. So they went up to his room. At 1.30am on Sunday, as Grace lay dead in his room, Kempson made a number of internet searches as he planned where and how to hide her body. Wait, how did he kill her? We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. Using his phone, he searched hottest fire and uh, way to cure rangers. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Way to cure rangers. The location where he would later attempt to bury Mullane in a shallow grave. Kempson's search history next shows him browsing for porn to watch before he then... Which, nothing wrong with that in general. But oh, like, no. You just killed someone and now you're looking for porn? She's literally in mm. your room. That's uncomfy. Before he then takes seven suggestive photographs of Melaine's body, including close-ups, even posing her to get the shots he wanted. No. <laughs> no. Later no. that morning, with Melaine still in his room, Kempson contacted another Tinder match, attempting to arrange a date for later that day. Uh, no! He was then caught on CCTV, leaving the hotel to go purchase a large suitcase. After <gasps> this... He made his way to a supermarket where he was caught on CCTV buying cleaning products, including bleach and gloves, as well as a rented carpet cleaning machine. He was then again caught on CCTV footage in a car hire firm where he hired a red Toyota hatchback. Before executing his plan to dispose of Melaine's body, Kempson did indeed head out in the afternoon to go on a date with the woman he'd been texting earlier that day. During this date... They discussed a murder trial she'd once attended. Obviously, like, unrelated, just... I don't know where the topic... I'm, I'm going to say I don't know how the topic gets to that, but honestly, if I was to go on a date, that's Same. probably where yeah. the topic would go. <laughs> that's it. That's, like, that's where they live. <laughs> that's where most of our conversations end up anyway. Honestly? Yeah. You should have seen how that went when I went and saw my church friends. And the conversation ended that oh, way. I think where you, like, told them that you have a podcast about true crime. Yeah, I said, oh, I've got a podcast. And they went, oh, what's it about? And I went, murder. No. <laughs> I think you told me about this. And her face but just it. Didn't, didn't she say something? I can't remember exactly what. I don't even know. Didn't they say something remember. about, like, it being wrong with it about them being concerned or something? I don't know. I could just be making things up in my head. <laughs> oh, I think she was concerned. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> it was more the blank stare that I got. I think it was the lack of words that <laughs> really right. said it all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's how most of my conversations go when I say that I've got a podcast. It's actually the opposite for me. Everyone that I've told that I have a podcast, they go, oh, okay. And I'm, and I'm like, well, it's about true crime, murder, conspiracy theories and all that. And they're like... Okay, so they're either like, oh yeah, that's not really my thing, or it's give me the fucking name. <laughs> yeah, see, I, mm, <laughs> I don't think my family just doesn't care. <laughs> like, they just have no opinion whatsoever. They're I don't like, think okay, I have cool. any family members who actually listen. I don't either. Doesn't your stepdad listen? Oh yeah, he does too. See? Yeah, he actually um, suggests case cases Aww. for me. Yeah. 
He's lovely. I mean, it, it takes a long time. He lives in the middle of nowhere. It takes a very long time for them to load on his phone. So he'll, like, sit them. he sit his phone and load them. Because you have to at his house. You literally have to go down to the letterbox, like, five k's down the road just to get... Five k's. A k down the road. That's what I'm saying. I've been there before and it was not that long. <laughs> a k down the road just to go to the letterbox to get signal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except that he's actually not allowed to... He's barely allowed to do that now because they're in lockdown. Huh. Yeah. It's his own letterbox. Like, he can't even do But it's like a K way. He's not allowed... Yeah, it's... Yeah, but it's his own property for one. It's and not. Two, it's he... not on his property. No? No, that letterbox is at the end of a public road. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but his neighbours aren't anywhere close to him. Yeah, his closest neighbour is like 5Ks away. Exactly. But... <laughs> You're not going to catch COVID from fucking 5K array. I don't know. Can you imagine it's just like buzzing? It's like zim. <laughs> COVID is zim. <laughs> oh, Rachel, don't jinx it. Oh, anyway, back to this horrific date. Stop manifesting. Went shit. on uh, during this date. They discussed a murder trial she'd once attended, and he stated, "Quote: It's crazy how guys can make one wrong move and go to jail for the rest of their life." Not, it's crazy how some men can murder people. It's crazy how I just it's, killed a woman and I'm probably going to go... It's crazy how some men can get caught. Yeah. It's the so wording. crazy how I just killed a woman and she's in my room. And I'm probably going to go to jail for the rest of my life. Oh. oh my he then went on to say that he'd heard about a guy who asked his girlfriend to have rough sex, but it had gone wrong and she had died in the process. She said later, quote, I think he was in his own work... In his own word, telling his story, telling the story, I think I just felt a bit uncomfortable. I changed the topic to traveling in the South Island. So she, Valid. yeah, she got increasingly uneasy and said when she left the bar, she avoided walking directly to her car. Kempson later texted her asking for a second date, which she turned down. Good. Yeah, that's a very good decision. Yeah. When Kempson returned to his room at around 5.45pm, he went to work cleaning the carpet, telling the store employees when he hired the machine it was to clean a red wine stain. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's a little bit of a different fluid, but okay. I think it might be a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> no, I've never tested the, the staining power. <laughs> Red wine would stay red while blood turns brown. So that's... I guess, yeah. First of be, all, yeah. after a certain amount of time, you can't really Which, continue this was the that. night before. So she's been in his room for a while. Yeah. It... Um, I'm going to move on. CCTV then caught him parking the rental car outside the hotel, picking up a trolley from reception, like the trolleys that you'd taken luggage on. Right. Going up to his room and returning with the trolley, now carrying two large suitcases. He loaded them into the rental car, then returned the car to the car park. At around 6.15... So he returned... He he put the suitcases in the car and then went back to his room. At around 6.15am the following morning... Kempson is again seen on CCTV leaving the hotel and driving off, only making one stop to buy a shovel at a store on the edge of town. Dude, again on CCTV. Couldn't be any more obvious. 
Like, I don't know what else he could have possibly done on CCTV footage. Would you like, like to buy himself? a name tag that says, I killed a woman and stick it on your fucking forehead? He may as well. Much, that's pretty quite much honestly. what you're doing. <laughs> he, may has, he may as well have. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> a few days later, Kempson was interviewed by police for the first time after Melaine was reported missing. He'd been identified by a detective after it was seen he'd posted a comment on her new profile picture the night of December 1st. She posted a new profile picture. He commented it on it, like, complimenting her. Like, if you planned to do... You're just really tying yourself to it. Like, they could have gone through her social media accounts and found that they'd been... I mean, CCTV footage. But, like, it's just... The level of dumb (laughs) is what I'd like to stress here. (laughs) He told police he did in fact meet up with Melaine, but that they parted ways at 10pm on the Saturday and he hadn't seen her since. Right. After obtaining the City Life Hotel's CCTV footage and consequently all of the other CCTV footage as well, Kempson didn't have much choice but to confess (laughs) to killing Melaine. However, he did change his story to fit the narrative of it being accidental. Ah, oh, fuck off. Because of course he fucking did. He claimed she had asked him to choke her during sex, but he'd accidentally done it too hard and she had died. Is there an autopsy of her? Yeah. Yeah. Is there more? Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I'm just gonna stop there. That's oh. it. That's all you get. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> That's literally it. No. <laughs> I went more to the death. <laughs> oh, Okay. Melaine's body was found buried inside the suitcases on the 9th of December, 2018. Wait, so he dismembered her? He, yeah, so he oh. put her body into the suitcases and then buried the suitcases in a shallow grave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you said that there was two suitcases. Yes, yeah. so Melaine's body was found buried inside the suitcases on the 9th of December, 2018, off Scenic Drive in the Watakir Ranges, which is around 19 kilometres west of central Auckland. Right. Also, I'm sorry, guys. We're Australian. We talk kilometres. If you want to convert it to miles, be my guest. I actually get salty when I do my cases where it says, like, um, miles and all that. Like, I'll actually convert it. Yeah. I I get so petty. I convert it to metres and kilometres. And I sit there and I'm like, fucking Americans. (laughs) Not shitting on Americans, but... In the case I'm doing next week, I go into such specifics about currency, though, and I convert it, like, into European as well as Australian. It's a whole thing. And also how many, like, goats you can buy with it. It's fantastic. Goats! (laughs) You'll see it. It's fun. (laughs) It's not... (laughs) That's not what this case is about. Why did they bring it there? I don't know! Why did you? (laughs) You'll see next week. Not next week, the week after. The week after, yeah, next week's my case. Yes. Anyway, you wanted to know about the autopsy. Yes. Tell me. The post-mortem examination done on the 10th by Dr. Simon Stables showed she died from prolonged pressure to the neck. She had more than a dozen bruises to her upper arms, left clavicle and collarbone, and to the front and back of her left shoulder. Nine were said to be from around the time of death, and Dr. Stables stated the bruises of the upper arms and left shoulder were were typical signs of restraint. Dr. Stables also stated it typically takes a person four to five minutes to die from that type of manual pressure applied to the neck, with the pressure needing to remain firm and constant. So none of this accidental bullshit. No. 
And like, um, okay, let's be honest. Let's just this is gonna be like if you're fucking someone, you are moving mm-hmm. like, constantly. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the mood, you're gonna be like quite fast paced and all that. And so if you are strangling it's someone never a constant no thing. You it's gonna be the you know up and down. You get what I mean? But like you're not putting your entire body weight into no. it. If what the practitioner practitioner? No, not the practitioner, the coroner, whatever. If what they are saying is right, which probably is because this is their job, then he would have had to stop fucking her to be able to successfully strangle her and put all of that pressure on for the four to five minutes. Well, he also said when he was like doing his report that he'd seen, he'd seen several cases of autoerotic asphyxiation, which is the case of strangulation during... And um, not one of them was consensual. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. I don't think anyone it, consents. I, I don't think that it's possible. Like it's not possible to accidentally no. strangle someone. No. It's just not. Yeah, that was my point. Like it you is can't four just... to five minutes of firm and constant pressure. Yeah. No, that that's that can't be possible. I just want someone like anyone. It can't be, that can't be possible without the intent. If you are listening at home, and you want to like just for the sake of it, test it out. Don't test it on him. I'm not saying. I'm saying. Sure. Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, 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 what I'm saying is sit down and put a timer on your phone for four to five minutes and just sit there and sit oh, okay. there in the. <laughs> I thought you were gonna suggest try and chuck themselves out. Please don't do that. I don't know if you can. I was like, Rachel, can you strangle yourself? Surely not. Are you trying to convince people to kill themselves? <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying without walking away, because you know you can like walk away, do something else. Four to five minutes yeah. doesn't seem that long. No. But if you literally think you just sit there, put on a timer for four to five minutes straight, and just don't do anything, and then how long it feels. That is a long time. It is a long time. And to be applying... Like it doesn't sound long, but when you have to actually like sit there and like, pre- like pretend that you're like putting pressure on something for that amount of time, yeah. one, that there is obvious intent. If it was accidental and then he realised, oh shit, I'm putting too much pressure, it does not take four to five minutes to realise that. No, it does not. Absolutely so fucking not. So he 100% had the intent of fucking killing her. That is... It- Exactly. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But they always try to say that. They always say, "Oh, it's so fucking it dumb." Accidentally during sex, like she asked, "You know me what? To do I'm it. gonna accidentally shove this foot up your ass." <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Whoopsies! I wonder how that got there. Let me just leave it in Ugh. for another four to five minutes to realize. Right. We're gonna go into the trial now, and in the trial, there's a lot of mention. Of like violence, because when you go into the trial, it goes into his past. Okay. So we're going to go into him, right, as a human being and and his childhood. No, we're not going to go into that because actually I have an opinion on that, but I'm going to leave that till the end because I feel very strong. I am ready for it. (gasps) We're gonna go. We're gonna go into that. Fucking pussy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a history of violence. That so would make sense. During the trial, it emerged that K 
Kemsen had a history of violence towards women in particular. Several women came forward stating that they had also been on dates with him and had felt extremely uncomfortable and pressured into sex that often turned rough. Yeah. One woman, another British tourist, came forward after seeing Kempson in the media covering um, Mullane's murder. She stated that just eight months before he'd met Mullane, Kempson had gone on a Tinder date with her before bringing her back to his Auckland motel room. She said no to sex... So he aggressively, trigger warning, she said no to sex, so he aggressively raped her while she lay on the bed, crying and frozen with fear. She later told a court that every time she went to sleep, she saw his eyes popping out of his head, staring at her in anger. Every time she went to sleep. So he is a vile piece of... Trash is putting it lightly. Oh, absolutely. I mm. another woman stated that while messaging with him on Tinder, Kempson admitted his sexual fantasies, saying he enjoyed them because it made him feel more superior and in control. Oh, bam! There it is. That's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, in a previous trial, because he'd been convicted or not. It sort of all, like, blends together. Yeah. Uh, in a previous trial, Kempson had also been convicted of abusing his live-in girlfriend over a period of five months. He'd violently, violently assault her, threaten her with a butcher's knife, and force her into humiliating sexual acts oh. while telling her he'd been sent by the CIA to kill her. During his trials, he showed no remorse whatsoever because he was a fucking monster. He even yelled at the judge, saying, quote... You have no reason to convict me. You're full of shit, mate. Can I quickly ask There's you, a fucking video of him saying this. Do we know what race he is? He's from New Zealand. CIA is Chinese Intelligence. Central Intelligence Agency. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm dumb as <laughs> shit. Why? Did I... Have I always... <laughs> Intelligence Agency. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you don't have, like, have a reason to know it, I guess. See, I always thought there was Chinese intelligence, so I was going to be like, he's not Asian. <laughs> no! I was trying to, like, I was trying to call him out for being dumb, and I just called myself <laughs> out. Central Intelligence Agency. Okay, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. We're educating each other on this podcast. Dude, I kind of feel ashamed about that one. <laughs> like, there's been heaps of moments where I've just appeared stupid as shit on this podcast, but that really tops it. I'm actually ashamed. <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. Okay. Either way, he was telling her he was from, like, a government agency, and yeah. they'd sent him to kill her. So just... Crazy amounts of manipulation, abuse, and just awful things. Like, he threatened her with a butcher's knife. That... On numerous occasions. That would be terrifying. Among multiple other assaults. Mm. There's a... (laughs) This. There's, like, there's a literal video of him saying that to the judge as well. You can't... You have no reason to... Really? You have no reason to convict me. You're full of shit, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Like... <laughs> we have lots I, of I reasons. 
innocent. to convict you. If, like, oh, you're trying to say you're innocent, and you're going to say that to the judge? <laughs> this is, The amount of dumb. Like, he's just... Oh. If oh. there was an Olympics for the dumb, he would get a gold It's not even like gold there's, medal there's not even like any childhood trauma. <laughs> he's just dumb. Like uh, he's child. Oh, we'll go into it. Just Hang mad. on, real quick. Can we pause? I really need a pee. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it so it doesn't like sound weird. Yeah. Um. In the trial against him for the murder of Grace Mullane, all of the CCTV footage was shown, including both of their movements on the night of her murder, because yeah. everything was filmed. Showed. Everything. Yeah. Everywhere they went. Everything they did. Um, as well as her entering his room and never leaving, the purchasing of the suitcase, the cleaning products, the shovel... And the renting of the car, as well as footage from a car wash showing him meticulously cleaning the car before returning it. Oh. Which you should always do if oh. you're renting a car, like, before returning it. Like, that's a courteous thing to do. That is... Except if you're picking at the at the carpet uh, fibres uh, from the, uh, where you put the suitcase. <laughs> that's a little, yeah. it's a little concerning. <laughs> On the 22nd of November 2019, the jury unanimous, unanimously found Jesse Kempson guilty of the murder of Grace Mullane, and on the 21st of February 2020, he was sentenced to life in prison. 2020? What the f- And I was so confused why all of this was taking so long, because this happened in, I believe, 2018, and then this is all 2019, 2020, but also- that was COVID. COVID, yeah. COVID literally just, like, become a thing, so... COVID put everything on hold. Yeah. So, on the 20, 21st of February 2020, he was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum non-parole period of 17 years. This was be, this was to be served alongside his 11-year sentence given for the rape and assault of his other victims who came forward throughout the trial. Hey, Angie. Yeah. Me too. That is not enough. Oh, so, um... No, he got life in prison. Still not enough. <laughs> I don't care. But he did only get an 11-year sentence for the rape and assault of the other victims. It's just, like, that he had to Like, serve. I'm glad at least he got sentenced to something, because the amount of, like, people, not only women, people out there who have been raped and they're rapists... We were literally talking about this earlier. Yeah, we, we had a full conversation about this. We had a... It wasn't even a conversation. It was angry. <laughs> Absolutely. We fucking angry. Yeah. Because the but amount, the of, amount people, of people... like who just get to walk away with nothing but a slap on the wrist. To just say that they're working on themselves. To say, like, he got, like, 11 years, like... I'm glad that he got something, but at the same time, it's not enough. That was being and that was being served alongside his sentencing for life life in prison. Life in prison with a minimum non-parole period of seventeen years. So he's eligible for parole after seventeen years. So that's in twenty thirty seven. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Mm. Never let that fucker out. 
Murphy is. Guess who's going on a road trip? Oh, we're going to New Zealand, bitch. We're going to New Zealand. (laughs) Hopefully our fan base is built by then. And we'll take every single one of y'all bitches with us. Yeah. We should pack them into a suitcase. Yes. Please. Oh. No, not a suitcase. Two. Yep. Alive. Yes. Done. Don't question it. <laughs> I just looked at it. I call the CIA Chinese. <laughs> Don't question it. I mean, there would be like, I, there is Chinese members of the CIA. Issue. Well, yeah, of course. Not that I know them personally, but no one would. But the CIA, they're they big super spies. <laughs> no one knows them. Wait, Saul. <laughs> super spies. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can you tell she's a TikToker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel! <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> okay, um... His background. There was, like, a little bit on it about his family life and his upbringing. And, um... I'm just gonna say it. It wasn't that fucking bad. <laughs> like, look, it Honestly, there's so probably many... worse. Oh, it fucking was. <laughs> there's so many people who go through the worst fucking things imaginable. And still come out as angels. And they do shit with their lives. Yeah. Not this, but good things. Are you talking about the podcast? Or murder? No. The murder. <laughs> they also probably don't do this. <laughs> win some you lose between <laughs> committing murder and talking about murder I would pick talking about murder we just went the legal route exactly <laughs> like he we're, gonna, have, we're gonna be convicted one day <laughs> he didn't have the easiest childhood you know like he had the bullying he had his fucking mummy issues oh my god who fucking didn't though hello you know I, I was bullied cyber bullied all throughout primary school and high school and I got daddy issues. Shut the fuck up. Quite literally, the only takeaway from his childhood is he had mummy issues. And he then on treated women like fucking shit. My dad left. I don't treat men like shit. That is no fucking excuse. Nothing. No, I mean, nothing's an excuse you for You're a pussy this. bitch. Own your sh- or like Own up to your shit and your problems and get on with your fucking life. Yeah. The rest so of us had to. He from a young age just treated women like a property oh my or god just uh, yeah tools to satisfy him essentially he is a vile piece of garbage and he never owned up to what he did he never like owned it is he dead no he's so he's in one. prison okay, yeah good so Fucking good. Because we established that he's eligible for parole in... Yeah. 2037. Never fucking let that fucker out. And I... When I was researching this case, I used quite a few sources. Yeah. Which, oh my god, I have to link a source in the show notes. You guys, it is the most interesting fucking thing ever. There is a YouTube video. I went down a rabbit hole. There is... (laughs) This YouTube video, it's one YouTube video. When you search Grace Mullane in YouTube, one video will be at the top of the research results. And it is 50 minutes long. And it is compiled footage of all of the CCT footage. 
CCTV footage. Yeah. All of it compiled together into one YouTube video where you can see exactly all of their movements, everywhere they went, everywhere he went afterwards. Oh my god. It is so, it is the eeriest shit ever because you see them go into that elevator and like that's it. That's the last time she's seen alive. You can see what she was wearing, you can see them like meeting up, you can see how happy she was. Yeah. Bef- you know, like, it is so fucking eerie. But I, like, was looking at so many sources for this. And there was so much more about his background than there was about hers. And it wasn't even... I get that in some ways, like, the one family might talk about things more than another. Yeah. But my issue isn't with that. Like, my issue isn't with, okay, well, his family felt like they could talk more about it than hers could. There's nothing wrong with that. My issue is with media companies and reporters focusing more on the murderer's background than everything good that the victim did with their life. Because there was, like, this one fucking sentence about her finishing college and then, like, everything was just... This is what she was doing. This is where she was going. This is what but she was for wearing. Him, but for him, it was like, well, he had, a, he, had a, he had a rough childhood and he just felt really, like, nobody fucking cares about how he feels. He He's murdered a fucking someone. piece That's... of shit. So you know what? I'm not going to fucking put it in because I don't give a fuck. He's a piece of shit. I'm swearing so much. I don't care. But, like, he's a, he's the worst the worst kind of... I can't even fucking call him human. Like, he's so horrific. No, nobody cares. Like, nobody should care. No. About how it happened. Like, how he came to be. Well, the reasonings behind anything. He has no excuse. Like, I... No. I can understand wanting to know the psychology behind it sometimes. But there's nothing about him that should in any way even remotely explain who he is as a person. He just is him. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else. He's just vile. He's just disgusting. And I don't want to... I don't want to give any credence to his past whatsoever because it doesn't fucking matter. No. She matters. That is... She matters. The other women that he's abused matter. Yeah. He does not. I th- like, that is it. Like that's something it. that annoys me as well is in the cases where, like, they mention a victim, but they don't even like. They go into it for like a sentence, mm. like they don't, or like they just go, oh, and they killed this person, just naming their like their name, yeah. and then never talking about them again. It's like okay, well, you have to dig for that. Like it's out there. It is out there because the when you're doing like. If the families don't want you to know, I respect that. That is your family member who got put through that horrific event. And I sympathise and I understand why you would want to keep that in your family. Out of respect for your family member. But the thing is... is But media companies who hide it purposefully? Because it doesn't, like, what, sell... Like, that's yeah, it thing. doesn't grab because people's attention. Because people skip over that. They want to know what happens. Like, and it's just... But no, it shouldn't matter whether people are going to skip over. It's like, basic it respect. It's, that's a human being whose life was taken. And the amount of cases that we research, and you have to dig 
to find the person that they were because people just aren't covering it. But then the only, like, cases you find where the victim is talked about a lot is, like, sort of Lisa McVeigh. That story is based around her. She survived. Yeah, when they tell it themselves. Like, when... Yeah. Because they don't don't want people to forget it. I don't think her kidnapper ever really like fully confessed maybe but she left a lot of like clues yeah yeah behind when she was kidnapped yeah which helped convict him Mm -hmm. but like when it's like a one-off victim that's when they're like or when people like us like when when podcasters cover it when truth like when People who actually creators, care. yeah, cover it and they do the digging. Yeah, but believe me, you have to dig. We don't focus on the money side of the podcast. We focus on no. The we reason find this interesting. Quite honestly, the reason that I like do such horrific cases and like I dig into it is because I don't want them forgotten. No, because now she's gone and he's alive, and he's going to apply for parole. And every and time, every time, any, every time anyone like I like how you've named this case after her first of all. But every time anyone were to go and try and find her case, they would search up his name. Mm-hmm. That well, because he's going to apply for parole, and that's going to be his name everywhere. Yeah, and it's going to be he's known for doing this to her. As in, like she was a way for him to get coverage. It's so fucking disgusting. Honestly, it's really disgusting. And it's not as if there wasn't stuff there. Like, her family did do a tribute. And I urge everybody to go see it, just to see what he... How how he tore a family apart, for starters. Because you need to go see how her brothers reacted to knowing what happened to her. How her father... Just, yeah, it is horrific, honestly. It really, really is. I'm fairly certain that her father actually passed away semi-recently, which was really sad, but, like, they've done tributes for her. And he called, like, he, like I said, he described her as his beautiful and talented daughter. She was. She was so smart. She was so hardworking. She just wanted to live her life. Like, she was excited about life. She was going on to the next chapter of her life, and he took that away from her, and he took her away from her family. So I don't give a fuck what his background is. I don't give a fuck about him now. No. Because nobody cares, and nobody should care. I know that we've talked about this in past episodes, but something that makes us both angry is that they, they, these murderers... And serial killers take away these people's lives. They can never live a full life again because of these people. And if this serial killer murderer is sentenced to death, that means that they don't get to suffer, which they should. But if they live life in prison, they get to live a life still. Yeah, It is a life in confinement, but they still get to but live. But it's nothing compared to what they put their victims through. No. Or what so they even put their families through. They are put in confinement for the rest of their lives. They are still living a life that their victims never got to live. 
and that their families now have to live through. Like, they now have to live the rest of their lives without the person they If I had a child, and even though if that child's murderer got put behind bars, I wouldn't be able to sleep well at night until I knew that murderer wasn't just behind bars, but was dead. Absolutely. And how could you not feel that way? Because someone killed my baby. Like, that's... That's also incredibly um, hard to just move past. You couldn't. I don't know if you caught this, but the date of her death is her birthday. I don't know if you caught that, because she was out the night of... The night before her birthday. Yeah. And the time that he... Like, the time of death was... Like, her death is listed as, you know, born December 2nd, 1996 to December 2nd, 2018. Fuck. Yep. He killed her on her birthday while she was just trying to live the next chapter of her life. Which is even more just heart-wrenching. Yeah. Like, they, her family had sent her birthday wishes on that day oh. while he was going out and buying things to, hide her, to hide her body. Can you fucking imagine knowing that? Being her family and knowing that. Yeah. That is unfathomable, really. I hate to cut in like this, but we are almost an hour and 20 minutes in. Do you want to do the links? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh. Thank you, guys. Oh, sorry. I was laying down on the bed. Oh, what the fuck's up? Thank you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this case. It was... It was a bummer, but it's... Infuriating. <laughs> but the dumb. Oh. I'm glad he's this dumb. But I really strongly urge you guys to go watch both the tribute and the CCTV footage because you will literally, it will blow your mind how fucking stupid this guy is. I can't even. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us on any of the streaming platforms that you are currently listening to us on. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Terra Astralis Podcast and on Twitter at... Astralis Terror. Um, I'll get that one day. Um, and if you want, you can go and check out our YouTube where we have one episode <laughs> posted because I, I'm i having technical difficulties. It might just be a me problem. It just might be a fine you know problem. What, though, but we've got two Blue Yetis. And we've only been doing... This is uh, this month is six months of doing this podcast. Yeah. And we've already got better equipment. So we're doing okay. We're bankrupt, but we're doing okay. So if it takes a while to get a proper camera, I think we're okay. We're... I would like to get a proper camera. I would love to do video recordings of us doing this podcast because I think it's... I think it's so cool. I I love it. I personally really like the idea and I really want to do it. But for those of you who don't know me personally, which is probably all of you, um, I had to quit my job recently because university got a lot and I wanted to focus on the things that made me happy like university, the podcast and my Etsy and my job was getting in the way. So I have savings and they'll get me through until I can get like a Christmas casual but 
a camera is something that's just not in the budget right now. Yeah, it's it's not a necessity. I was like, I work in a deli, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. God. If this podcast could pay. That'd be nice. That would be nice. We're having some issues with our ads at the moment as well. Hopefully, by the time that this goes up, it's sorted. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you want to sell into us your terror tales, this could be any cases you want us to cover or any of your own little horror stories. Be sure to email them through at terrorshellspodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye, Terrence. Bye.